Because I think sometimes the messaging that our young people are getting is that they can't be successful unless they're in sports or unless they're in music. But actually, mm. we've got black role models across so many different industries absolutely killing it. And we're so intelligent and sometimes we're not being told that. Welcome to Slyre Speaks, the podcast extension of Success Looks Like You, episode one, the intro. We have got the founder, Mwila, in the building. We have also got director, Imutoni, and we have our special guest, Emmanuel Mwila. Do you want to introduce yourself very quickly for everybody? Hey guys, so as Maya said, I'm Mwila Malenchi, the founder of Success Looks Like You. Hi guys, I am Umatoni. Um director of Success Looks Like You, founder of Kaleidoscope Beauty. Hey. Hi everyone, I'm Emmanuel, um, director of Noir Excel. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. Mwila, could you just give us a little rundown of Success Looks Like You for anyone who might be new to it or hasn't quite familiarised themselves with it? Sure. So Success Looks Like You is about connecting young people 30 and under of Afro-Caribbean heritage to role models who look like us, who are ready to come back and share their knowledge about how they've got to where they are in their journey. And really, it's about supporting our young people to make decisions with the right information and to feel like they're supported and know people in the industries they want to go into. And really challenging some of the barriers that we might face in terms of getting into work or starting our own business. The lack of diversity in organisations in the UK, the gap between children coming from poor households to those coming from more wealthy households. And using the work that I had done, I uh, decided that I wanted to specifically focus on uh, young people uh, from black uh, communities. And the reason is because I think sometimes the messaging that our young people are getting is that they can't be successful unless they're in sports or unless they're in music. But actually, mm. we've got black role models across so many different industries absolutely killing it. And we're so intelligent and sometimes we're not being told that. My strong belief is that if you want to see change, you must be the change that you want to see. One thing we do as a black community is we really focus on education. So you yeah. said, yeah. you know, you had to get a degree. You yeah. came from an African household. I knew I was going to get a degree when I was in year one. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that Facts. I had to do SATs. I didn't know yep. I had to do GCSE. I didn't Facts. know the process, but I knew I had to go to university. Yep. And the thing is, when it comes to, okay, people do apply for some of these roles, but once they get the role, what can they do? They've just been taught to pass the exam yeah. all the time, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then they go mm. into these roles. Yep. The, th the reality, harsh reality, actually, that I'm figuring out now, of life is we are all figuring it out yes. so it's about learning it's mm. about adapting and so when you get into that role what are you bringing you know and I think even sometimes it yeah it's it's exposing us to some of these the, the way we're brought up so my little sister has just gone to university she's just gone to Cambridge she Ooh. went to um and she's studying computer science black woman fintech woo woo well done <laughs> But in terms of her education before that, secondary school, she didn't go to a normal secondary school. She went to a tennis academy. On average, she studied 2.5 hours a day academically at that school. The rest of the time she was playing tennis, she was coaching, she was doing taekwondo. And the thing is, we don't understand that. Props to my mom, actually, for even putting her through that, that entire process. Because yeah. she did that from year seven all the way to year 
13. Mm. But we actually bumped into somebody the other day and um, like a my sister's friend's parent kind of thing. Like, oh, how's your daughter? My mom is super proud, as you can imagine right now. <laughs> she's good. She's at uni. She's at Cambridge. And he was like, oh, but your, your daughter didn't even go to school. So you, we're so, <laughs> we look at education is you sit down, yeah. you're in a class yeah. from 8.30 yeah. to yeah. 3. Yeah. After 3, you've got Kumon. Mm-hmm. After Kumon, yeah. you need to go and read your books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're not developing That's, anything outside yeah. of that. So yeah. it's true. so layered. It's, it's not true. just about reading your books, mm-hmm. passing the exam, because the reality is that book you are reading, by the time you're now in finance, in IT, when I was reading IT, it was about, C, um, you know, hard drives and, yes. you know, <laughs> floppy disks, yeah. yeah. which is no, it's AI, no longer relevant. VR, <laughs> it's no longer relevant. Yeah. So it's about also equipping our kids with transferable skills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, play tennis, play yeah. golf, so that you two can be the one that's playing golf. When you get your job, yes. it's, some yeah. of the decisions that are made are not made in the no, boardroom. It's not. Yeah. It's, not. Yeah. it's made when they're on the golf court. It's yeah. made when they're yeah. smoking yeah. their cigars. It's yeah. made. It's not there. So yeah. it's about exposing ourselves to more than just education. Education yeah. is important to get in the room. But once you're there, what are you contributing? What are you bringing to the table? So the issue then is that we're always playing catch-up, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So at some point... There, there was a point in which a degree, a piece of paper was the that most was important cool. qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. But when that was happening, it was when white people were getting the degrees. So yeah. we cottoned onto that's the way of the game yeah. and all started getting degrees. But the system has changed. Yeah. And what happens is we're behind the seasons. Yeah. So even now, I feel like we're catching up with technology, but technology is moving now. Yeah. Like we're now on driverless trains, AI, VR. We're talking about sending things into space, but we've just cottoned on about technology. Yeah. So now we're learning coding, but coding's not the current thing. Yeah. Coding is what was happening when Mark Zuckerberg was starting Facebook. And I feel like that's the biggest issue in our community. We're not mm. in at the table. We're not present at the table when the conversations are happening and by the time we're hearing the conversations is when the tables, everyone's changed around the table. But saying mm-hmm. that, then you look at like Google and that, when don't they go to, how many of their inventors are young black people that have invented all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. What yeah. happens is, is that because there's not enough of us, they can just buy us and stop us from Creating, do you understand? Mm-hmm. I, like, yeah. I work in the financial advice sector. If you're a really good financial advisor and you've got your own firm, a bigger firm will just buy you, buy your clients and bring you in and give you a nice good salary. So when you now look out at black owned financial advice firms, you won't find that many, but they are, that there are black financial advisors out there. But when you're good, you just get bought and go in and you just fall into the system. And so the point I'm saying is that although, although it would seem like we are here, we are here achieving and we are doing this stuff, but we, do we have the confidence to reject the money that comes our way so we can stand up and say, we are doing this black owned and take a pay cut to be an example? I don't see many of us being in a position to want to do that because we are so young when it comes to... Would we survive? And then that goes back to the point of being entrepreneurial. What if you don't have an entrepreneurial bone in your body, but that's the position that you're in? But, but that's what I was saying. So, like, your point, um, when Baba Tunde's son comes in 30 years' time, yeah. if you own our own bank, he can work in that. Because th- that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Is can if we, you even get your own bank? We what, can. Do we, as in, do we, we have the capital or are the big banks or the big institutions, like, own such a big proportion of the market that it's, you just get out, then, you just get outdone? But then how, what's Monzo? Mm. Yeah, Mon- what's Monzo? Mm. That's, they ain't got, they ain't got, they ain't but got buildings and buildings. But what's Monzo's advantage? Technology. Yeah. But, yeah. but te- the technology exists now. So you can, co- that's the problem. We, we try and create new stuff. Most people that make 
Like, most yeah. people that make money, they don't create new stuff. Yeah. They just look at what exists already and, and reinvent. Yeah, and so now Monzo exists. Yeah. We can we can we can find out. Even if you really <laughs> if you're really serious, you can go get a job in there. Look at the systems. Look at what they do and create it. You have a five year, ten year plan, yeah, and then you go and get seed money and you create it. But the problem is, is that we will settle for our position and say, oh, it can't be done. It can be done. But are we supporting each other? That's the problem. Mm. No, we're not. Most of the time, when black businesses um, achieve, the seed money comes from a, a, a white person yeah. that believes that backs it. Mm. Yeah. Whereas there are rich black people that could do it but they they're not they're not so they're nowhere what, to be seen. So what do you see or perceive that the rich black people are doing instead? They're chilling. Where? Nah. With, with because this is what I mean. Where, where are these rich black people that you speak of and what are they doing then? Because the only ones the only ones I can going back to your point the only ones that I can really think of are the athletes or the musicians. Apart from them, what where are these rich black people that aren't doing anything for the community, I guess. Mm. They're um, they're in investment and they're doing everything. Yeah. They're doing everything like they they may they, they may not be setting up empires mm. like mm. With, like the conversations about, but they're in investment and they they're they're seeing these forecasts and these stocks and everything just like the next man. But they're not yes. setting up the empires. That's what they're doing. They're like they're among us, but they just see things differently. They they don't read a normal paper. They will look at the stocks. They will look at their where their investments, where their shares can grow, something like that. That's why I see it. So then, what are we supposed to do in order to, I guess, change that? Because that sounds like okay. So they're investing and accumulating wealth for themselves. Yeah. Not exactly. for the bigger picture. Exactly. Right. Mm. So I can't. It's not good, and it shouldn't be like that. But who am I to go up to the next one and be like, hey, you need to share your investment with us. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So the people with the knowledge, and I'm guessing that you've got that entrepreneurial spirit and you've got the bigger picture in your head. What are you now going to do or say in order to be like, listen, this is what we need to be doing and this is what needs to change. What, what are you, not you specifically, yeah. but people like you <laughs> supposed to do in order to, I guess, change that narrative for the whole community. I, I think it's about sharing. Like for me, I, I don't I've got my business in the work, so yeah. I share it. What I tell people what I do, how I started, I tell people it's young. I tell people the problems I face. I yeah. share it. I mm. tell them what I've learned. I let when I've got a connection, you've got a connection. Mm, yeah. So if I so that Muda, we met and I was like, look, this is a perfect example. I share it. Like the thing about us is that when we get success we keep it quiet mm. because we're scared of the haters. And they do exist. But some t that sometimes you have to be able to embrace it. Okay, people are not going to be happy for you. Yes, you might not might lose friends. Look, I've, I, I felt I was popular. When I started my business, I realized that the more, I, the more better I do in business, the less friends I'm going to have. Common friend that you see that, that you've known for years, just to repost. It's not even, you don't even, it doesn't even cost you money. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah, not yeah, doing yeah. it. Yeah. They're not doing it. But yeah. when they see you, but when you now, when you now get success, they'll be like, oh yeah, we went to school together. Big man, you don't know me. Ooh, like, really? you know them ones there that, yeah. we, we have, yeah. so it's one of those things where that's our mentality. Yeah. Whereas mm. other communities, like I was saying uh, earlier, like when I look at my friends, like, especially, I've got a few friends in, in the Jewish community, mm -hmm. they make it a thing. Like they go to, like, have you ever been into a Jewish bakery? It's expensive. It's expensive. It is very, There's queues yeah. for yeah. that. They're queuing yeah. to go and spend money on bread and on things that cost more than yeah. when they went to Tesco. But it's important to them. Yeah. But we we we're not on that. We're mm. not. We're not. We're just free of our money. We don't even look at it. Look what happened with Prada the other day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But is that is that going to stop people buying Prada? 
They're still, Doubt they're still, it, yeah. they're still killing themselves. Buying Prada, yet they have not. They, <laughs> yet, they, yet they don't even have an ISA. They don't. Do, do you understand? Yeah. These are these are common things. You're yeah. buying things worth four or five hundred pounds, and you don't even have a, a, a one share. You don't have a, you don't have nothing. You're struggling to Man. pay your rent. So this is the issue, and this is why I set up my company to try and get that. Because I'm, I'm clear. I'm, my mind's gone. I know what I'm going to do. What I'm going to be. Yeah. But I said, listen, don't just go. You've seen it. You're in an industry where. You're, you're not, there's not many black people. Now, take this knowledge and give it back to them. Mm. And then you do give it back to them and, oh, brother, it's expensive. Oh, oh I haven't got time. Do you, do you understand? So it's like, yeah. you want it more for your people than your people yeah. want it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so then you get to the point where, like now I'm at the point with my business where I have to say, I can't just, I can't only target black people. Mm. I want to, I can't. Yeah. It's not. It's not financially viable yeah. for me to limit it to only my community. Yeah. Do you understand? It's, for me yeah. to carry on. Yeah. So then what happens? Yeah. In addition to that as well, I think the other issue we have is we don't collaborate well. Yeah, we don't. Um, I don't know what it is, but I found it with Success Looks Like You when I've tried to pair up or collaborate with people. There's something... I don't know if it's because it's a new thing for us to have our own thing. Mm -hmm. I literally don't know what it is, but people hold on to it so tight. Mm. And the, you know, the common thing I hear, which irritates me so much is often people feel like their vision has come from God. So they're not ready to, (laughs) they're not ready to let go of the name God gave them in their dream or whatever for the, the greater good. I feel like a lot of us are working in our small silos, doing our little thing in one little corner, but actually we would go up the mountain much faster if we all came together. First of all, you build capacity quicker if you can collaborate you can probably get more financial backing if you collaborate because your organization is worth more and is less of a risk but Mm. we're trying to go at this thing by ourselves that's another that's one of my biggest frustrations even when i try to help younger people who are trying to do the same thing as me they're like and they have nothing Mm -hmm. in comparison to me they haven't they haven't even started i'm like let's join up no but my thing is called uh, brothers to brothers and i got that energy i'm like wow no the might like the mindset is small this is why i said i don't expect to see the change mm. in my lifetime because we are still dealing with mentality like there's a yeah. lot of things we need to clean up but just to play devil's advocate do you think that that is something i don't think that it's on purpose because earlier on before we started recording we were talking about going to a family friend's house or a friend's house and your mum's saying don't eat there <laughs> so we have been taught from <laughs> yeah. young not to trust our people anyway so actually and it's because what because your mum is scared that it's poisoned or (laughs) it it, it comes from a good place it's not like your mum wants you to be hungry yeah Yeah. so I think that's where that starts to manifest like I really can't trust anyone aside from people within my circle or my family yeah you Mm. know so I, I get what you're saying but I don't think that it's something it's like we don't want to share because we just want to be rich by ourselves. I honestly just think that it's a mindset we've grown up with. That does yeah. need to change. It does. Mm-hmm. And also, if you think about the black-owned businesses that you've seen that have come out, Crepes and Cones is a perfect example. When that restaurant opened up, how much positivity did you hear in comparison to the negativity? Everyone had something to say about the food portions, the prices, the service. Someone was sitting, someone was at the till having a little dance. Like, it was always, well, from what I saw anyway, it was very negative. And I think that a lot of black-owned 
businesses do get the whole, why is it so expensive? Or it's just a t-shirt, why do I need to pay this if someone's got a clothing line? Or just all these different things. So it's like, yeah, we would give all the money to Prada or mm-hmm. people like that. But when it's us, we're very critical of each other yeah. on top of that. So why would you want to open up your your baby, your idea, your little business to your community alone for your community to come and shut you down and fill your head with doubts? I'm not saying that's what happens, mm. but I'm saying those devil's advocate, that yeah. is what people do genuinely think within their process in yeah. order to not share, I guess. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. We're also not getting enough, like, um, we don't get the platforms to give our brands the credibility. So, I like, I don't know, I just, if I look at a product, because the the platform it has, the credibility behind it, and I feel like our brands don't get that same recognition. And often, it's not until the in quotes, black thing is done by a white person that it gets the credibility or the accolades. Mm. Um, You know, classic example, people, black women wearing China bumps in their natural hair for however long. One white model goes and wears China bumps. Now they've created it. A whole white designer created China bumps. bumps. And now it's the most, you know, amazing hairstyle we've ever seen. I feel like we don't get the recognition. We don't get the credibility. We don't get the accolades for the stuff that we do. So, and naturally the way that the media is, is, is um, position is that the one you see the most, the one you see regularly, the one that is getting all the chat is the one, you know, you'll gravitate. I'd, I'll trust Prada over, I don't know, whoever's black clothing line that didn't get any airtime, doesn't have a platform. Mm-hmm. But I think with that, I'm gonna say when someone attacks a black business or I don't know, something black, from the outside, i.e. not a black person, mm. we do band together and we say, this isn't going to run. So when Kim K, I think, had K-Mos and they try to call it boxer braids, everyone was on fire. Like, you're absolutely <laughs> not going to do this. These are K-Mos. We've been had this. Don't do this. So I think that we do back each other when it comes to the white man. Um attacking not attacking but trying to take from us but we make but the when same we, comments huh but we make the same comments to ourselves when it's between ourselves that's when it's havoc but sorry go on manual no i'm saying but we care about things like that so we we will we will band together and make we'll be upset that yeah. you know so, how dare you say this hair but we won't we won't we won't check ourselves if we see our friend spending 500 pounds on a bottle of moe in a club when you could get it for 30 pounds in tesco we won't say anything we'll just say yeah we'll big each other up when we're just wasting our resources do you understand it's what we the things that we find upsetting and the things that we hold important to us Mm. we don't are are things that are can can be considered as trivial Yeah. yeah do you understand whereas things that are actually important like actually what are we doing for our children? What are we, how are we supporting ourselves as a community? What are we doing to build ourselves? How are we spreading knowledge? How are we spreading love? How are we banding together? How are we making sure that, you know, we're represented? Those things, oh, we haven't got time for that. Do you mm. know what I mean? I'm busy. I've got two jobs and stuff, but you had time to go on Twitter to comment about Kim Kado. <laughs> that takes two seconds though. Okay. Do you know what I mean? But that's, that's the, the point is, is that yeah. why weren't you, it takes two seconds to tell your friend, actually, look, you're spending this money, but you haven't got a junior ISA for your kid. That's the same two seconds. But yeah. you're not going to do it yeah. because it's not important to you. Do you understand? But Kim K's hair, that's important. But is it that it's not important or is it that it's not 
accessible information because let me speak from my point of view. Yeah. I'm 26 and not one day in this, my 26 years of life, has any of my parents or I guess someone that I could consider a mentor, like a manager or anything like that, yeah. ever said, right, so mortgage, do you know what you need? Do you know what this? Do you know about credit? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Never. And I found that out through friends. Like you said, I've, I found that out through friends who are my age mates. But is it because I come from an African background that I'm not getting to know this stuff? Or is it because my mum isn't interested in mortgages and long life here that I don't know this stuff? So... The information is out there, yes. It mm. is accessible. The internet is there, yes. However, how old am I when I'm made aware that it's important to my life? But I think also it's, it's a case of, for example, we're, we're, in a, we're in an age where we prefer to be entertained than to be enlightened. Mm. So why are you coming fast? It's going to have 500,000 people following. <laughs> do you understand? I don't even... Do you, do you understand? That's, that's, mm. We're just about entertainment. Do you know what I mean? Ashaku on the beat. Like, that's gonna, people are going to... Do you understand? That's, mm. that's our cult. That's what we're going to focus on. We want, we're more focused on being entertained rather than the knowledge is out there. Some, we can't beg you to... We can't, you can't always um, wait for someone to tell us. We can try and find out. It's just common sense. Okay, I get paid. I make money. Maybe I should think about putting my money somewhere. Like, you don't need someone to beg you to do that no of course not you don't but you're not interested no but okay <laughs> you open up your socials you see that I guarantee you no one in this room went and looked for I shack you on the beat or went and looked for Ferdy coming fast it was just the first thing that was on socials because it was trending but so, why, why do you think it's trending and why do you, you think follow. they want us? I think it also comes down to identity yeah as a community so my dissertation was based was um about conspicuous consumption which i've actually had to google again but it's (laughs) this it's the spending of money on and the acquiring of luxury goods and services to publicly display economic power so just because somebody's got their own business everybody has struggled Mm -hmm. you know Mm. but they were I've, i've been to like um tennis club david lloyd's which is full of rich people, yeah. mm-hmm. they're Rolls Royces outside. Mm-hmm. You will not be able to identify who the owner of that person is because they're just there in their usual clothes. Like mm-hmm. they're not there mm-hmm. trying to display their wealth mm-hmm. and power. They have it, mm-hmm. but they don't need to scream about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's times when it is hard, you know, yeah. that, that journey, they've had to really be frugal with their finances and they've done it for a greater purpose. But for us, you get small wealth, go and buy a big designer bag. And for what? But like, there's a reason all, for that, I would there say. There is, there is. But I think we need to understand what, what, what is the big, big picture. When you look at um, academic like papers from back in the day, there was this whole theory around black people's inability to be mathematicians because we were intellectually inferior. Then you find like papers around, oh, black women were ugly because they had big bums or big noses and big whatever. And I don't want to say this to have it as an excuse, but if you are consistently um, presented as the inferior, mm. as the, and even in your own country, mm. you know, a whole colonizer can come from somewhere in Europe to Africa and tell you you're uncivilized. Mm-hmm. The way you live is uncivilized. There's something wrong with the way you live. And what I'm going to do is show you the superior way because back where I came from, this is how I live and this is how mm. I do things. Mm. You get told for long enough that you are inferior, that you are not good enough. I think 
the acquisition of goods becomes different for that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I already have a strong sense of self and mm-hmm. a strong sense of self-worth, one little piece of money doesn't make me suddenly go out and have to buy a Rolls Royce. The reason why material goods and external things um, make certain people feel better is because they think they're inferior. So I feel like, this is mm-hmm. why I keep saying it's going to take us a long time. When you haven't had, the minute you do have, you you like you do show up and show out because I've always been told that I'm not good enough or I couldn't make it I could never have that thing so the material thing and the material possession becomes equal to who I who I am Mm. you know and I think that you see that in the black community I think there is an attach like a connection between or correlation between the things that I manifest and have are equal to who I am as a person and then on top of that is it's like sewn into the way we speak you yeah. know your auntie or your uncle is gonna rate you if you roll up to their yard in a rolls royce they're yeah. not even thinking about how much money do you have in your account they'll never ask you yeah. they will never ask yeah. you how you afforded that bag they yeah. will just rate and equate that to you are successful because mm. you've got money mm-hmm. and i think that that's why we are where we are as a community until we get to a place where we don't feel inferior, we don't feel less than, we won't have to put our worth or equal our worth to how much money I get paid at the job, which car I'm driving. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the difference between your David Lloyd white man who has grown up in knowing that he could be at the top of any business if he wanted to, start his own thing and it would be successful. Mm. So therefore, when I have my Rolls Royce, I don't need to wear my Gucci. I will wear my Adidas trainers and it's fine. I feel like there's something there. There's something there in the way that we we think and feel about ourselves and why we accumulate material. Yeah, Mm. I completely agree. And also, you need to remember that there is that narrative also of, listen, you need to work twice as hard to be half as good. So with that whole narrative, you work twice as hard, you get that. You want to show that. It Mm. it just is what it is. When you've always had something, it's nothing. But when you haven't grown up with it or when you haven't had it or you, you get to step into Selfridges and actually buy something... You, you're 100% going to want to do that again and again and again and again. So I agree with Mila. I, I honestly think that we just, uh, not that we don't know better, but I think that we grew up with the mindset of, listen, just this medium level, you'll be lucky to get there. So mm. just keep calm, head down, study, get your degree and just do well. Not talk about mortgages, credit, this, 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 because, and I even said earlier, this country was not the plan. The plan is come here, work, get your little money, go back to Africa, Jamaica, wherever you're from and build your house there and have a better quality of life there. Here was not the end goal. So why would they want to teach us about, I guess, wealth accumulation and Mm. credit and things like that when this isn't home, you know? I just don't think it's fair to say that we... Well, it is fair to say that we are ignorant because we are Mm. ignorant, but we are ignorant... Not by choice, I don't think. Oh, I think there has to be an end to that. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't. Go on, go on. There has to be an end to that. So I, I completely mm, yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand does. that you, mm. we have. To, yeah, sometimes you have to show. Like, listen, I am alive and I'm doing okay. Yes, and that is what the purchasing of of yeah. Prada and all that is. So I understand. But at what point will we be like, okay, cool? 
I've bought my one bag. Let me now, and I now understand what financial lit- literacy is. I now understand the importance of generational wealth. Why can I not start now, you know, contributing towards that? This is the age mm-hmm. of information. You can yeah. Google, you can YouTube, you can Pinterest, yeah. all of these things. Mm-hmm. So we need to, yes, oppression, and it's a generational thing. Yeah. But we're in an age of information. We can take charge of our narrative. We can take charge of our, our children's yeah. um, future. So this is the time to do it. And at what point are we going to do it collectively as a community and push each other along that journey? Mm. I think it's around. It's about time. Yeah, I one hundred percent agree. People are making. <laughs> people are definitely making a choice now. Yeah, like I think, True. like me, I I agree. Like yes, we we have. And I, I myself, I remember when when I was young and made money. The first thing I did was buy the same trainers in different colors because <laughs> all my friends had. Nights and Adidas when they were at school and I didn't have it. Yeah. So the second I made yeah. money, I bought Nights and Adidas. Yeah. I, that that yeah. definitely makes sense. Yeah. But we've come so much further than that. Yeah. And we know so much more. And so for me, it's a case of now, when you're doing it, you're doing it as a choice. Mm. You're purposely saying, I this is how I rate myself. Mm. And so I'm going to continue to do this and continue to buy these things as to prove a point. But you know you're struggling at home. And the thing is, our people always say, your bank account don't lie. Mm. So you can lie on social media and post this and post <laughs> that. But your bank account, when you open it, that tells you the truth. And I, I deal with a lot of clients who are rich. And trust me, if you saw them and they sat on the floor, you might give them money because they look broke. Like, there's not a label on there. It's a white t-shirt. It's trousers. Mm. It's shoes. It's mm. normal. They mm. don't, they don't, you, you not flash at all. Mm. But these people got millions. Mm-hmm. And again, their bank account don't lie. So if they ever need that little encouragement, they just type in their app and, oh, yeah, it's there. It's there. It's there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And so the point being is that, okay, yeah, we've come from that. But if we want to go forward, we have to collaborate. Yeah. We have to share knowledge. Yeah. We have to be willing to say that, actually, I might make a little less if it means that both of us make more make more collectively. Mm. Because the problem is, is that, and I come from that, I'm Nigerian, or my parents are Nigerian. It's a place where they come from where... The few have much and the many have little mm. and they praise the people that have much yeah. for having much. Not knowing knowing that those people that have much do it by making them by have nothing. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. And so the point being is that, okay, yes, we're coming here. So if I've got this knowledge and I'm setting up my company, yes, I might make more um, if I keep all the knowledge to myself and charge extortionate prices. But if I can reduce it and teach you something and share that knowledge. And in fact, you might even set up a company that's just like mine, mm-hmm. but I can be comfortable. What's mine is mine. Mm-hmm. Even if we do the exact same business, what's mine is mine. The fact that you're winning and you're now feeding your children and they see you go to business and they see you go to work and they can then say, Oh, I can own a business because my parents own the business and that business is putting food on the table. Mm-hmm. That gives me a better feeling than having more money in the bank by withholding knowledge. And that's what we need to get to a place of doing. Mm. Do you think that this generation here is on the way? Or do you think that, I know, Mila, you keep saying that not in your lifetime, but do you feel like this generation here, their children, what the conversations we're having, I know we're not the only ones. Yeah, 100%. So do you really feel like our children, or maybe even us in 20 years, are going to make these changes? Can I clarify that when I say not in my lifetime, I'm not saying that the change isn't happening. I'm fully aware that for 
you know, if I'm sitting here having this conversation, there are many more of yeah. me having the same conversation. What I'm saying is that the work is long mm. and it's deep. And so I think that it's already started. And in fact, you know, it would be um, ignorant for me to think it started in our generation. It definitely it has not yeah. because there have been black Britons from whenever who have, mm. uh, who have been, you know, fighting for the rights that I sit and have today that yeah. they wouldn't have had. So the, it's been happening. Yeah. This isn't new. There's nothing new under the sun. Um, and so I definitely think that our generation are having great conversations, the right conversations. There's enough of us here. There's a lot of us in this room that have, are having the conversations and are making active steps to change that narrative. So 100%, I think it's happening. But um, I think let's be clear, these conversations have been happening way before we arrived. I went to uh, a talk by the current creative director of the Young Vic, the Ghanaian man, mm. I can't remember his name, but he was saying that he came up with Idris Elba and a couple of other people, and he... um he was saying that they were having the same issue about the lack of diversity in the creative industries and that's the conversation they were having. And this is, the, what, 20, 30 years ago, he was having the conversation with Idris Elba about the creative industries and lack of representation. We're not new to this and I think, I really want to correct that because I think there's a mindset of millennials that we think we're inventing everything. We think we've come <laughs> up with everything. Nah, the conversation has been happening yeah. Yeah, and it's moving in the right direction. I agree. I think it, it's a it's a process. It's a journey. It's continuous. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything everything you said. Yeah, I definitely agree, and I think we will see it. I think for me, I'm more about legacy than I'm about money. As yeah. much as I work in finance and I see money all the time, and I'm surrounded by affluent people, I think what's more important to me is legacy. Mm. And the more that we um, focus on leaving a legacy, because a lot of the a lot of the things that we see is passed down. So the reason I even started my company was because when I asked my clients, how are you here today? It's because their grandparent had passed away and they'd inherited, or it's because their mum had life insurance. Some, some people are affluent today because their parents had life insurance. Yeah. They were paying that £20 a month and all of a sudden they got paid out 300k, 300k 10 years ago. Do you know how much house prices were? Yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden they bought property and they've lived off that. Yeah. Just having life insurance. Yeah. It's not even that they're coming from an affluent background, mm. but it's just those simple things that were put in place. And so I feel that as the more knowledge we get and we set up our children, that will pass down. So I think it will definitely see what we want to see. Okay. Would you agree, going back to your conversation about, I guess, the conversation of diversity happening 20 years ago and we're still having it? Mm. Would you say that it has definitely progressed? I know you weren't alive 20 years ago, but... <laughs> I was, but... I mean, <laughs> it just wasn't working, barely. <laughs> yeah. um, but would you say it has improved? Because we're having conversations about diversity, but diversity is there. I turn on my TV, I can guarantee I've seen more than 10 black people within a one-hour period, whether that's in the programme, mm -hmm. whether that's in the advert, whatever. So... Would you say that because the conversation happened 20 years ago, it is improving and is only going to keep improving? Or are we just talk? No, it is improving, but um, there's a difference between diversity in the number of, I don't know, ethnic minority actors mm. you see in programmes versus the number of ethnic minorities owning uh, their own TV production companies, music production companies, and where the 
genuine change in terms mm. of economics for our community happens is when we are there's diversity in the ownership and at yes. the top. Yes. Go on, Benio. <laughs> no, it's just like we talk about it, but for example, football. How many top footballers are black? But then how many coaches are black? How many owners of football clubs are black? How many? Do you, do you understand? So it, the progression doesn't make... They're happy for us to entertain, mm. but they're not happy for us to have ownership. And, mm. and that, the same thing happens in the workplace and all, all over. So the point being is that you can be a, a Raheem Sterling and earn 300k a week mm. up until you're 35. But then once you're 35 and you're gone, what do you do to age 80? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we're living longer. What do you do for those periods? Because you're yeah. used to earning 300, 100k a week and now you're not yeah. earning that anymore. And yet... Then, so then, what, what, what does he do? Does he have to, have to manage his money so well that when he, when he gets there, or, do you understand? There's not that, or does he have to become a pundit on, on match of the day? How many black, how many, how many people can be on match of the day? Do yeah. you understand? So mm. the point is, is that we need to then be able to get into ownership. We need to then be able to move into coaching. The natural progressions that you'd see at a workplace, mm. the same thing, but that's, they don't want us there. Yeah. They don't. They don't respect us enough to be there, and so it's one of those things that we then have to start being upset about, yeah, and 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 actually fighting for change. But we accept it. We see. We see it, and we just say, "Well, that's normal. You can mm. play. You can be. Uh, you can be a great footballer." But you know, like the old saying, "Oh, we weren't smart enough to play centre midfield, or we we could only be on the wing because we were really fast." Mm. But that's gone. But we still can't be coaches. We're not smart enough to be coaches yet. We're not st- smart enough to um, own... We, we haven't got enough money to own clubs yet. Mm. You know? So it's one of those things where mm. we're, like, we, we, can get, we can get to a certain level and, we'll, and if we're happy with that, we're happy with that. But for me, I've seen the other side. I feel like we can do so much more. And that's where I think what we're saying about not in our life. We, won't, we might not see it because mm. it's going to take such a long time to get yeah. there. But we need to start having those big dreams and aspirations of wanting more than just you know, being a footballer or being, mm. being a, uh, being a rapper. Do you know what I mean? Cause one day you have to stop. Do you know what mm, I mean? And yeah. then what, what happens when you stop? Because yeah. you still got 30, 40 years to live on. Mm. Yeah. And we I are, that, and we do. Yeah. I want to say that, like, I, I want to say that we, that is happening. Like, you know, you have your Jay Z's, you have an yeah. often America is just a, bit ahead of us in the journey Mm. and you're starting to see people like Diddy being like I want to buy this you know and so it's happening it's happening and I think some part of life is accepting the journey and the process and we're on the process and it was never going to be a click your finger and now we're all no but we're we're moving in the Mm. right direction I think the topic of diversity is it's very popular at the moment Mm -hmm. and it's something that wasn't acknowledged generations before you know so now it's like oh yeah no we do need black people in the office but (laughs) what quality is it just that okay we've got a black person tick the box but now are you going to continue that you know and is that then going to translate to the content that you're creating whether it's in in media to the conferences the content of your conferences that you're putting together so Will the topic of diversity change or stop? I think it will change, but it's a gradual progression. Because, mm-hmm. okay, there's this conversation we're having amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. but how is that now going to transcend, like, in boardrooms, which are filled with white people? How are we going to communicate the importance of our presence and all that? So the conversation will continue. It will still be happening, but we're definitely making the changes. I think even just to recognise our importance, not to be apologetic with our presence yes. in, in meetings, in these spaces. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's something that's very important to consider. And yeah, hopefully we'll be able to contribute to the progress moving forward in these industries. Okay. And just to round off, I guess we spoke about all, not not all, but a lot of the issues that we face and 
I guess, some of the reasons why we haven't progressed or aren't on level playing fields. Mwila, I want you to speak a little bit about what Success Looks Like You is doing and plans on doing to mm. help change the narrative for the future. So um, for me, Success Looks Like You is about finding people who will champion your difference, mm -hmm. finding people who will help you find where you play at your very best and then accelerate that process for you, accelerate that process with you and supporting young people to have the mindset that they are of value and that they bring something to the table. The other thing is we've talked a lot about who you know is super important. And so I'm trying to create those networks, right? So that you know Bob that plays golf and Bob is the black man that plays golf <laughs> and he champions you and he will open the door for yeah. you Amen. and I feel like there's no shame in that yeah. so I, I want us to success looks like you is about creating those strong black networks that when you look at the top of all the different mountains you find somebody that looks like you who will be willing to open the door for you um, so we're doing a lot of that and the, the main way we do it is through mentorship um, also starting to open doors to corporations that maybe you think you don't belong in hence why we did some uh, couple of events this year with Google and Facebook. So it's about understanding that not only are there people that look like you doing incredible things and people that look like you who want to help you, who will be your network, but there's also that you belong anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want our people, our young people to aspire to be anywhere and not feel away that I'm in Canary Wharf in this 25-story building, but I'm supposed to be there and I've yeah. got something to bring. So, yeah. So how can they sign up and become a mentee? So um, you can either go to our website, which is successlookslikeyou.co.uk and uh, on the opportunities page is how you sign up to the mentoring. Uh, we also run a roster of events. So we've got uh, breakfast events, which are intimate. So up to 10 people at Duck and Waffle, a couple of mentors from the community. And we do, uh, we alternate. So one month is career progression and the other one's about business planning. So if you're interested, sign up to an event. Uh, 2019, we should have three big corporate events. So again, sign up and we'll be launching the Alternative Skills Academy, which is business planning from black founders, black business owners. Boom. Thank you guys. And hopefully we will see you on the next episode. You're not going to do the quick fire. No, because we...